This is Dr. Yeshua Israel coming to you from BBS Radio, announcing the good news of this time in our life in the universal cycle of time, the coming of a new period in time, the coming of the Mashiach, the light of God dawning in the hearts of men, waking them up from the doldrums of secular life and raising us up to a taste of the world to come and experience the goodness of the glory of Hashem. This program is called Shema Yisrael. That is, hear, O Israel. Israel is a state of consciousness, a level of spirituality, not an ethnicity. They are seeds sown by Hashem, and we have been scattered. Some have been drawn in and are on the land. Others remain in the doldrums of life, sexuality, down in the doldrums of immorality. And Hashem now is reaching out as he has promised to come and get us. So it's a beautiful time in life to experience this awakening. And it's on the basis of my own experience that is a little fella born in Alabama, had no knowledge of his spiritual identity, thought he was what they called a Negro slave, was prepared to live like that. But his grandmother said, no, we're the people that we read about in the church. When you read about the people in the Old Testament, son, that's us. We're the children of Israel. And my grandmother went on to heaven. And lo and behold, I met a wonderful Jewish man one day. He said, I'm going to teach you a prayer based upon that wisdom that your grandmother passed on to you. Now it's time to activate that potential that you have. And he taught me the Shema. And I will always remember his name and speak with great reverence toward his name. Dr. Robert Goldstein in his office said these words. So we're going to say this proclamation because it's essential to my life and the continuity of my growth. El Melikna Amen. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Eloheinu Hashem Echad. Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Le'olam Vaed. Hear, O Yisrael, Hashem our God. 
Hashem, the only one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. And the Via Hafta, which is Via Hafta et Adonai Eloheka Bukal Lavaveka Uvakal Nefsheka Uvakal Moadeka. Via Yuhada Vereim, Haele Esher Anoki, Mitzaveka Hayom El Lavaveka, Vise Natam. And you shall love Hashem with all of your heart and with all of your soul. With all of your resources, they should be these matters that I command you today to be upon your heart. Teach them. Levaneka vide barta bam vise veteka, vine ye teka uve leke teka, vaderek uve seke beka uve kumeka ufike ratam, le ot aliadeka via you. Leta tota fo ot be in a yeneka uve tave tam, al mazuzot be ye teka uve shaareka. Teach them to your children. Speak to them when you sit in your home and when you walk on your way and when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign upon your arm. Let them be to fill in between your eyes. Write them on the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. This is the Shema that we proclaim. We proclaim this. I proclaim this as I am an ancient member of the holy nation of Hashem, Yitbarak. May his name be blessed, sent into exile by the source of the sins of our forefathers. And now we're experiencing the ingathering. This is the first fruits being ingathered by Hashem himself. Because we were sent into exile, it's clearly stated in the Torah, which is the words of God, the letters of God, the light of God, the blueprint of the universe that every holy man understands and knows and assents to and would take issue with any person who would call such a holy light, book of light and sanctity, an Old Testament. That is a statement that is based in ignorance and short-sightedness. But we see in this beautiful book of the Torah prophecy that ha has happened, and we are now experiencing the ingathering of this outsent. We were sent out in Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. Chapter 28, verse 68, we see what Hashem says to the people. And it says, And Adonai will take you back to Egypt. Egypt in ships by the way of which I have said to you, you shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slave, but no one will buy you. You see, this is our situation. We have been here now 400 long years suffering in the exile, alienated from our God, alienated from our culture, alienated from our language, praying to an alien God, praying to the God of the people who ensnared us. And of course, we are fruitless and we haven't made any progress because we aren't supposed to make progress. You can't make any spiritual progress when you're in exile. And so therefore, but Hashem promised himself that he will come and get us. And if you uh, would like to see this, you can go to Yehezkel, Ezekiel 34. Chapter 34 in Ezekiel, verse 11. Hashem says something. It's just what I'm saying. For thus says the Lord God, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and I will seek them out. And as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day that he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. Ooh, it was a cloudy and dark 
dark day. I remember. <laughs> That's how old I remember. I remember going out and I remember going back in. So, and uh, so this is the end gathering. They sold us. We went out. They sold us, yes, and we've been out here in the exile now 400 years, described under many different titles. We currently call ourselves African-Americans. We've been black. We've been Negroes. We've been colored. We've been niggers. We've been coons. We've been uh, assorted uh, artificial titles. And I bet you can guess the name of the first slave ship. Can any of you guess the name of the first slave ship? The name of the first slave ship was the good ship Jesus of Lubeck. The good ship Jesus of Lubeck was the name of the first ship to grace the Americas in the 1500s, or 16th century. So we've had this relationship with J-E-S-U-S in a, in, a, in, a, in a suffering context. For 400 years, we've been mutilated, denigrated, integrated, crucified, denied, all under this name J-E-S-U-S. And we've been investigating that name. And there, of course, there was no Hebrew by that name. Nobody, no son of God. God didn't make the J. God made the Yud because we know now since our resurrection and God's teaching us in his classroom that he has some sacred letters. And his letters are, are, are there's no J in that letter. So he certainly would have any holy prophet by no name with a J. It would be a Yud if it were that letter. And so... We understand. So we had this relationship with this name for 400 years involved in suffering. And we say things like, oh, I'm wonderfully blessed and enlightened in, in his name. Well, so now God is coming, as you said, in, in, in uh, Ezekiel 34. I'm going to come and deliver you and from that dark and, and terrible day. And anyone to reject this is you're just not uh, you're rejecting the truth. It's not me saying this now that we've ascended now to a level of consciousness because we've been unconscious. What happened to black people is our mind were blown. We actually know nothing where we come from or our God. We were simply learn to be parrots and say whatever our uh, uh, dominant um, the dominant culture taught us to say. And so now we see so, and they taught us about there was a second coming, and on that second coming then would be an opportunity for us to get uh, a better life. But uh, this notion of Mashiach, we had no knowledge of, of, of this, so we went with it. Uh, we grasp it with all our hearts, this notion of holding on to Jesus. But now in the 21st century, into the future, slavery is over so we can divest ourselves of all of the trappings of slavery, including the name of Jesus. And that was the one that most of the slaves hold on to with all of their hearts because we were frightened. That's the whole thing about the church. It did such a terrible thing. It made it frightened us into accepting that name because it said that's only that's the only name in which you can have salvation and if you didn't you were going to go to hell and of course when you were black in America you are already in hell and you mean you're going to go to a worse place than this and so you have to hold on to that with all your heart while simultaneously violating all of the tenets of holiness not having any appreciation for the tenets of holiness because we don't know who they are what, who we are so it was only till we run into Dr. Goldstein and people of the Yehudim and other black people who know who they are who come from New York in places like that, uh, rap, rap uh, Matthews and, 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 and people who were teaching the people in New York and Chicago who they were because there's always the, the remnant. 
So that's what we're here about this morning. We're going to talk about a little thing. Just before, I want to talk a little bit this concept here. Among the Jewish people, there was this always, this idealized utopian period of history that was longed for and, and, and talked about, prophesied in the Hebrew scriptures, called the Messianic prophecies. And this person, this individual would come would be the Mashiach, you see. So they referred to this people, Jewish people, Hebrew people, B'nai Israel, referred to this idea period is the coming of Mashiach. Mashiach having an ideal period where there would be no wars, uh, there would be no disease, no sickness, no racism, no abortions, no jails, no court system, no penal system, no correctional institution. See, uh, and so, but before this 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 idealized period uh, could occur. All of the ancient people, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, the Israelite people have been set in the diaspora in faraway places and is scattered away and been under multiple religions, serving multiple gods, main man gods. They'll be abandoned. And, and then we will be drawn to the one true God of Israel, as is prophesied. You can look in Zechariah. Of 14, chapter 14 and verse 9, and it says that on that day God will be one and his name will be one. And it also says in Zechariah 8.23 that doing before this coming, people are going to recognize that the light of Hashem burned brightly in the Yahudut, that is the Yehudim, that is the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, they have the truth, they have the light. Why? They have Torah. They have had the holiest men in the tradition of our forefathers, Abraham Avinu, who have lifted up the light. That's why I have such respect for the teachings that have come down that I have personally discovered coming down from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And if you ever read the Lakuti Maharan, your, your life will be enriched. So this is the period. So. This, this Mashiach would be coming and, and life would be better. And so there's, we've waited for, for this, this coming. And, and, and individuals have shown up and, 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 people, and persuaded people that they were this long-awaited Mashiach, this individual. An individual came by the name of Bar Kokhba. You can read about the Bar Kokhba revolt, 132 through 135 in the Common Era, C.E., and uh, and he was going to restore the uh, national independence of the Hebrew people during that time who were under Roman uh, oppression. There are other individuals who have come who people thought were the Messiah. And his name is Sabbatai Svi. He's a Sephardic ordained uh, false messiah. And you can read about these individuals to give you some appreciation. So the word Mashiach became anglicized, becoming Messiah. Messiah. And so we are waiting for this Messiah. Now the Christians inherited this Messiah and took it from a longitudinal to a, an individual needing to be saved. And we being the people of God, we didn't need to be saved or the saved in the context of war. We didn't need any personal salvation. We already have a relationship with, with the Most High God, the one who created the universe. And then this Christian idea, this individual needing to have a personal Savior, 
So someone's next to you saved. Someone next to you is not saved. Someone over there is damned. Someone not damned. Believe based upon if you believe in this name that is not a Hebrew name, that is not a Kadosh name, that is not a holy name. Uh, see, and so now we've come, and we ha- we having nothing. And when you have nothing, as as we uh, we Hebrew people in the slavery here story in North America, well, you have to hold on to that. You hold on that with all of your heart. You're saying, see, remember what we said in the Shema? That's the, the, the way of wicked. The wicked distracts you to make you hold on to illusion with all your heart, all your soul, all your resources, while uh, being separate from the one true God, holding on to an idolatrous, holding on to a man. And God is not a man. He said that clearly in the book of Numbers. And I've read that to you, 2319. So may his name be blessed. So we're coming to a deeper understanding of what had happened to us. Now, once I understand, oh, this is what my forefathers meant about the Mashiach. And my experience militates against any type of experience of abundant life with Jesus or anything, because black people are locked up, locked down, shot down, castrated, crucified, hung up over here in America for 400 years. So they cannot in any way say we have had the blessings of God. So now we have. And of course, I do. And I stand before you as an elder to say, no, turn your back on that. Walk away from slavery and turn to God as is prophesied and Zachariah. 823, 10 men from every nation and tongue is going to find the UD and say, listen, we see here, we know, and it's not only what you have, your light, our, our own spirits are directing us towards you because we're all being gathered to the light. So this is a very beautiful time, a very beautiful season of our awakening, being resurrected from the dead of Negritude, coming out of the doldrums of Christianity where we could not make any type of spiritual progress. You can tell me, can anyone tell me one holy man, one holy black American man that people draw to who is known to have the light of healing and wisdom and inspiration of God, who has denied himself, who has girded up his lawn and live a life of celibacy and light, who can see the future, who has clairvoyance and eternal life? No. Because we have been in exile praying to a God who cannot deliver. See, because if that God, JC, could deliver, you would not be in the pathetic condition that you are in now. Seeking after a secular lifestyle called rapping and immorality, the flesh, and these things have no benefit. But for those of us, and not everybody black is going to be redeemed. Oh, the seed of Abraham. <laughs> if you're the seed of Abraham, you're going to be redeemed. If you're not, I'm not really even talking to you. I have no relationship with you. But if you're a seed of Abraham, that's like me, somebody down in the miry clay, calling out in their heart, come and save me, Hashem. Come save me, God. I know that you're God. Just like Joseph was in that ditch calling out. He wanted to be get taken out of that ditch. Huh? God had a plan for him, so he put us in the ditch. Now he's coming back in Ezekiel 34, 11, to take us out himself to empower us. And he tells us, first of all, and I've talked to you about, you clean up, the first thing you must do is accept the yoke 
of the kingdom of heaven. This is what the Shema is about, is accepting the yoke. It's a spiritual yoke. It's a gesture of spiritual maturity to say, I will no longer do my thing. I will not follow my urges and impulses, but I will thwart my urges and impulses. I no longer will identify with my physical impulses and biological orientations. I will seek to connect to a deeper, eternal part of myself. And those are the people who I am calling the seed of Israel. And God has sent me to tell you that this is the propitious moment for you. This is the time for you to wake yourself up and be resurrected from the grave and to enter into light and taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And the first thing we do after we accept the kingdom of heaven, we make our Shema and we can't make our Shema unless we clearly in our heart, accept the sovereignty of the God of Israel and embrace upon an odyssey of spiritual maturity, checking ourselves so that we can cultivate spiritual knowledge and insight through denial. Those who gratify their flesh, children of the flesh, you see them all the time. We've just had big parades and things. People are out doing whatever they think they need to do because wherever people are is where they need to be for their evolutionary growth and experiences. This isn't about someone being wrong. It's someone being in a place getting a lesson that their soul needs for their incarnation and their growth to the next level of climbing Jacob's ladder. So everybody is okay. And so for those of us who are coming out of the doldrum, who are coming out of the darkness to understand that God is not three, that God is not five, that God is not ten, but God is one. There's only one. And that one God is the ultimate reality and the cause of all causes and the expression of everything that he is has its basis in that one God. And then the second thing after you accept this yoke of the kingdom of heaven, we now go to my talk today to get you to focus on Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The redemptive power of Shabbat. See, this is all has to be revealed to you. After God reveals you from slavery, as long as you are in slavery, you will not know God. You will not keep the Sabbath. You will not have an intuitive appreciation for the sanctity and holiness of God's special day. You will be alienated, isolated, and barred from entering into that cosmic rest that renews and empowers the soul with a mystical wisdom that separates you from the food foolish and folly of secular thinking that characterizes this lower realm. So we need to reflect. I'm asking you to reflect because we've been in a condition you have not been taught properly. You were taught that Sunday was somehow the holy day. A Sunday is not a holy day. Sunday is Yom Echad. That's all. Yom Echad, day one. God didn't say anything in his Torah about day one being a holy day. And so we are under a very immature people. In fact, we are people under people who are not spiritual. They are intellectual, physical beings with a mind that's incredible, can do enormous things. But because of the lack of melanin, the melanic factor, they cannot connect to the intuitive spiritual world, the seven sephiras. Oh, hallelujah. The seven sephiras talking from the tree of life. 
the spiritual power coming down. So now when God wakes you up, tells you he is the one God, gives you an opportunity to say that you can say, you are my God. I accept the yoke. It's not what can you do for me, but what can I do for you? Because when you're under the other people, you think God is like a Christmas tree. You're taught about Santa Claus, and then you make God like Santa Claus. He's going to give you some presents and houses and cars, because that's all the secular people can live for. But we, the people of Israel, we don't live for those things. See, that's the measure of who you are. Anybody who's shrouded in material things, live in a castle, it's one person. That's not a man of God. People are coming, that's just people who have material things. Because when you have a relationship with God, he reveals himself to you in his holy name as he came to our father Abraham and revealed to himself, I am El Shaddai. Because why he says himself is El Shaddai? Because El Shaddai means there is enough. And for those who are detached from God, there is never enough. Every day I see people, they have a, a house, a car, a boat. Uh, they have so much stuff, and they're driven. This is not you, Israel. Come apart from her and enter into the sacred mystery that the Sabbath awakens you to. Because the rhythmical return of the Shabbat holds the power of bringing our lives into spiritual focus and reconnecting us with the divine. Shabbat power provides a sheltering place, a quiet, a window of sacred time in which to recognize the holiness of creation. My friend and mentor and loved one, Dr. Raphael Haller, sends me wisdom in far away, joking sometimes, it's a little joke, cartoon types of way, sent me a beautiful quote for uh, Albert Einstein. It says, be a loner that gives you time to wonder to search for the truth, have holy curiosity, and make your life worth living. That's beautiful. Be a llama. What is why? What is the cycle of life? The life has two cycles. You have two cycles in your day to activity. What are they? Activity followed by rest. Rest and activity. Activity and rest, the cycle of life. You can't have one without the other. You can drive yourself so much, then you need rest. The cosmos in the same way. See, you got to understand, see the discern cosmic patterns because you're a, 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 a microcosm of the macrocosm. So you see the same pattern in the universe. Six days, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Six days. Six days of physical days of working, output, grinding thinking, being productive in the office, developing in the meals, doing whatever you're doing, working hard with the children, developing the home, whatever your job is, working. And then that rest is needed. Rest is essential. But because of idolatry and an idolatrous nation, and idolatry is attributing the divine attributes of God to things, objects, pictures. So money in America is an idol. And everybody is an idolater because that becomes priority. You work seven days a week as if six isn't enough. And therefore, you are lethargic. Your productivity is down. Your lack of connecting with the universe is, ooh, you're so alienated from your authentic self. 
all you have is stuff and people are not happy. Those of you who are listening this morning on your way to work, you're not happy. You're driving a new car. You have a million-dollar home. You look like a million dollars, but you are exhausted. You are fatigued. You are depleted. You are bankrupt spiritually because you do not do what God asks us people to do, to remember the Sabbath day because this is his gift to us for, for two reasons. And this is the beauty of the Sabbath day. There's a Hebrew expression. It means, Sekir le mi aseberit, which means the remembrance of the act of creation. And then, Sekir le zeti et mitzrim, remembrance of your exodus. See, when you are a child of God, that means that you have encountered God in the same story of the Exodus becomes your personal story because of your encounter. You encountered God. You were in the slavery of Egypt. You are Egypt, and the Egypt is a code word for a low place of immorality, secular thinking, the lack of God, the lack of any cultural value for speed is spilling seed is a way of life, abortion, incarceration, jails, guns fear, rules. This is Egypt. But when God himself delivers you from Egypt, he delivers you out of a level of consciousness and brings you up to a consciousness that seeks to unify more and more with the ultimate reality. That's the spiritual connection. Then when we reach this point, we are embarking. That's why at this critical juncture for you, there are a lot of things happening. Things are being destroyed and things are being born. I'm on the cutting edge of what is being born and I'm reaching out to you and asking you and giving you a technology by which you can review, renew yourself. So the Sabbath is a way by which you can renew yourself. And the people of Hashem are, 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 are called to in the Pentateuch, Exodus verse uh, chapter 20, verse 8, the Almighty God gives Israel an irrevocable order. Zekor et yom hashibat li kadosh. Zekor et yom hashibat li kadosh. Remember the day of Sabbath to sanctify it. There's a counterpart in Devarim, Deuteronomy 5.12. Sha'amor et yom hashabat li kadosh. Sha'amor et yom hashabat li kadosh. Safeguard the day of the Sabbath and sanctify it. The people of God are commanded to remember and safeguard the seventh day. And remembering implies keeping it at the forefront of your mind. You don't like you to put it in the back and take it back. Think about it all the time. Thinking about it again and again. Safeguard means ensuring the safety and integrity of something that is valuable to you. You guard it, you safeguard it because you have been delivered. And also remembering also the creation because God says, remembering this, this miraculous act that demonstrates his powers, God Almighty. So by remembering the Sabbath day, the soul is given access to the treasury of heavenly abundancy. It is a taste of the world to come. And it, it, it's just, it's like foolish. It's foolish to go to the bank when it's closed. It's likewise, it's foolish to expect God's blessing when you're violating his commandments as a way of life. Oh, children of Israel. You see, remember what the devil is going to ask you. He's going to give you a job and he's going to pay you $80,000 a year. But he said, you've got to work on Saturday. That's the test. 
Are you going to say, I want the $80,000 because you think it's a lot of money? Or are you going to say no because it's nothing in compared to eternal life and the connection of my soul with Hashem and it's, my, it's, it's a demonstration of my lack of faith in the name of Hashem, which is there is enough. The reason most of you do not know Hashem because you don't have the faith to jump out and trust Hashem. Hashem said, leap, I'll catch you. And you don't. But when you have faith, you will. That's the trust of faith. So we have to we have to do what God asks us to do. The wise man reaches the bank early, early doing banking hours and is financially successful. But the foolish man, here he comes. He arrives after the bank is closed and he talks about God doesn't love him. He talks about somebody's doing him wrong. But the fact of the matter, he's just going when the, the thing is closed and the, and the thing is closed on Sunday. No point in going out there on Sunday. And look at your condition. See, you were the first thing. But if you would take the time, because it requires the courage to be. It takes courage to follow Hashem. It takes courage to be an Israelite. See, a lot of you long to play that you're an Israelite because you think it's a costume. It's, not about, it's about taking on the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. And that means being, standing in the universe, raising up the banner of Hashem's name. Hashem said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, Vareyek Elohim et Yom Hashvi'i Vayakadosh Ot. That is, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Now think for a minute. The seventh day is sanctified by God Himself. Think for a minute. No one can come along, a group of guys who say we're going to make us a, a church and we're going to create some rules. And our guy rose up on this day, so we're going to change this. Can't be done. It's elementary. It's sophomoric. It's freshman thinking. God is God. What he established in the universe remains eternally. These words are forever. Remember I told you about the olive bet? The Hebrew alphabet are holy. This is what this means. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified. Why did he sanctify it? Because he's given it to you. Why? So that you can enter into that day with your family and experience blessedness, holiness, peace. There is a Kabbalistic dictum that says that God sends your second soul on that day only. Now, here's a very interesting point as it relates to my own journey, because remember, on what basis am I declaring that this is the final redemption? It's on my own subjective experience of being born as a slave, being educated by Hashem, being sent to Israel many times to touch the land, to know the land, to love the land, to know that I'm going home, to know that I'm an ancient soul. Then in fulfillment with Zephaniah 3, 9. Read Zephaniah 3.9, Zephaniah 3.9, Hashem promises that in the Messianic era, he's going to give you a pure tongue. And that pure tongue, brothers and sisters, is Ivrit. That pure tongue is Hebrew because you can't call yourself a Hebrew and not be able to read Hebrew and have a love for Hebrew and study Hebrew because Hashem gives you his Lashan HaKodesh. He is El- he is, he says, Anuki El Ivrit. 
Anaki El Ivrim. Anaki El Ivrim. I am the God of the Hebrews. And we are the Hebrew people waking up. My, my dear friend Raphael Haller is my mentor. I love him. He's an Eastern European Jew. And by virtue of being with him and walking with him and living him, I understood. I would say, we have what in common? We have the knowledge of Hashem in common. But as there are 12 tribes, there are 12 different frequencies. My fundamental frequency is different from those who are European, Eastern European. I'm not European. I don't have that fundamental machinery. I have a different type of machinery, but I was created by Hashem. And I know that God is one and his name is one and I'm his son. And I'm old because I'm black and my hair is nappy. And my lips is thick. And that's the way God me because that's an intelligent quotient. And I wish these black women would stop taking these wigs off their hair. They look ridiculous to me. They don't have white girl hair and they just look ridiculous. And it's a statement of saying, I don't like myself. It's a deep psychosis that characterizes African-Americans and what has happened to us during these 400 years. But Baruch Hashem, you see, God looked at his creation and said, it is tov, kitov. It is good. And when he saw that, he saw nappy-head black girls and nappy-head black boys. So I'm happy to be nappy and Baruch Hashem. And so we talked a little bit about the importance and the sequence, resurrecting from the dead, saying the Shema, learning the Shema, knowing what the Shema means. I mean, I'm taking the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. It is no longer what can God do for me, but how can I do for God by being what he says we are in the 19th chapter of Exodus, that we want us to be a nation of kings and priests for him. In Exodus 19, chapter 19, verse 5 through 6, Viataim Shemo Atishamei Bikoli Ushamartam et Brit Vihietam Le Segula Mika Alha Amin Yi Ki Li Ka Alha Aret Vita Ki Hilu Yi Mi Maeleke et Kohanim Vikadosh. And now you listen well to my voice and observe my covenant. You shall be to me the most beloved treasure of all the people, for mine is the entire world. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a nation that is holy. This is accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. This is to say, I will be a priest. I am a priest. I accept this. You are my God. I will move forward. What do you want me to do? Now teach me your mitzvah. Teach me your commandment. And what I'm telling you, as for those of us who are rising up out of the dull drum of the Christian grave, where we have been a fruitless tree and barren, we are now going to bear fruit because of our potential. Our potential being melanic people is that we can connect to the etheric higher spiritual realm that is our birthright. But we've been distracted practicing idolatry. But now we're going to be practicing our rest of our life, engaging in the study of the Olive Bet, engaging in the study of the Torah, and going to visit the land of Israel, talking to the people who live in the land of Israel, asking for guidance so that they can invoke upon us a higher state 
of wisdom and knowledge and sanctity and holiness, and we can grow. I'm talking particularly to black men who are in the most pathetic condition, condition spiritually. I've been all over the world, and I haven't seen anybody in the condition of a black American man. He got the most money than any black man on the world, but he's pathetic. He doesn't know himself. He doesn't know Hashem. His body is like a billboard. He's got tattoos written all over it. It's the most uh, uh, obvious uh, violation of Hashem's Torah, but he doesn't know Hashem's Torah. But in this time, Hashem is going to be gathering us in. Know ye not that our body is the temple for the Spirit of God that lives in us, and we have been, see, following the image of the beast, putting upon ourselves the image of the beast, acting like the image of the beast. The image of the beast is the image of the beast. The beast is the beast. The beast is a beast. A beast doesn't have an inner consciousness of God. A beast has in it. You know what the life, uh, you know, a beautiful study of Rabbi Nachman talked about the anatomy of the soul. Beautiful study of different levels of soul. The basic level of the soul, nefesh. Uncharacterized, the life of nefesh is blood. The nefesh die. Nefesh born, nefesh die. Nefesh born, nefesh die. The life of the nefesh is blood. The next level higher soul is ruach, spirit. Spirit don't die. Spirit have body. Body dies. Spirit reincarnate. Body dies. Spirit reincarnate. Body dies. Spirit reincarnate. As he climbed the ladder of holiness, ultimately coming a holy spirit. Ruach HaKodesh. You see? Ruach HaKodesh. That's the level we're getting up. And on up to higher levels. Higher level. Higher. And Yahida. So these are levels of the soul. So it's very important now that we begin to Take hold of what is happening, that there's one voice crying in the wilderness to the people who have been in the diaspora, who are the children of God, the seed of Abraham, who know within themselves their identity. God has sent one likened unto yourself to say, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You should love him with all your heart, all your soul and all your resources, you see. That's what we have to do in this season, and you're going to see what happens. Now, I want to talk to you briefly, get a little more time, something wonderful happened because once Hashem wakes you up, and you're going to be tested. For those of you who are in the dunya right now, and you're hearing this, you want to get up and you're going to serve Hashem, you want to start serving Hashem and you read the Torah, then he's going to send those evil klipah against you. The evil one is going to come against you, going to fight you. Your house is going to be having some problems. Your finances is going to be children. And that's just a test to see if you're going to go. Are you going back to your wicked ways or are you going to go forward? So you go forward now, leaving Babylon. Leaving Babylon. Shavuot. Going to get the Torah. Getting the Torah. Hearing God. Accepting God. Yes, you are my God. Huh? He says, Anika, Anoki, Anoki, El Ivrit. I am your God. Yes, you are my God. What do you want me to do? Proclaim my name and live according to my holy, righteous tenets. I've given you mitzvah. I've given you laws. I've given you a code of conduct that's very purposeful so that you can evolve. I've given you a language. Now, don't you think, black man, that you're not going to be able to talk Hebrew. You're going to get away with not learning Hebrew. You don't know English. Uh, and I understand why. Maybe that's not part of your psychophysiological makeup. 
But this language that God's going to give you in Zechariah uh, 3, 9, he's going to give you a pure tongue so that you can join in with Kohl Yisrael, the people of Israel, and make a blessing. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Atai Echad Ushemo Echad See, Atak Kadosh Vishemek Kadosh Kodashi Bekod Yom Hallelujah Silah You're holy, your name is holy, and the Holy Ones praise you every day. This is what we're going. The Sabbath day. So remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Give some thought to the Sabbath day. Research the Sabbath day. God, it's just, it's just wonderful. And if I can share with you, if you've ever been to Israel, and I suggest that you go because all of you wear these expensive clothes so you can afford a ticket now to go to Israel. First thing you do when you get some money is you pay yourself. You go home and say, God, thank you for giving me the resources to come to touch the temple wall to walk upon this holy land because this land will transform your soul and awaken the knowledge of God in you, you please go to that land. And you go to that land, you're going to see something else. You're going to see people that love God. And you're going to see how blessed they are. And men who love their wives and who esteem their wives and who have children esteem their children. And it's a beautiful family and they love God. And you can see a whole nation on Friday moving toward one purpose. That is the welcome in the Shekinah to bring in the Sabbath. A whole nation moving. I can't tarry. I've got to get home. I'm taking my wife fly hours so that I can tell her how much I love her and appreciating her for making my home a heavenly place where the Shekinah, the peace of God dwells. My wife keeps my home so beautiful and on the Shabbat Friday evening as the Shabbat comes in, it's like any other day. We welcome the Shekinah into our home and my wife light the candles separating holy time, secular time from into holy time, making the following blessing in Hebrew. She closes her eyes and waves toward the candles and makes the blessing. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with commandment, has commanded us to king us the candle light. Oh, Heavenly Father, it's such a wonderful, wonderful experience to know anything and to be anything with Hashem because Hashem, Hashem is God, Hashem is God, Hashem is light, Hashem is Lord. And Israel is only a metaphor, so remember to keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy because this is a way of accruing spiritual momentum and the light of this world. We want to talk to you now briefly because what Hashem wants to do he wants to empower you once he wakes you up to the realization that you are his you are his son, you are his daughter, you accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, and you start to engaging yourself in practices that will connect you closely to the king of heaven. And we talked briefly about connecting on the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day, which is a very special day, unlike any other day. It is cosmic. It is not optional. And when you work on the Sabbath day, you forfeit an opportunity to accrue spiritual momentum. After you become now Hashem's son, because remember, nobody cared about us. Nobody came to us. Hashem said in Ezekiel 34, I myself, I'm going to come and get you. The rabbi is not going to come and get you. When he look at you, he's not going to have mercy upon you. The priest is not going to have mercy upon you. Nobody's going to have mercy upon you but Hashem himself because you are Hashem's son. 
And he's going to come and get you and tell you these things. Remember the Sabbath day. Tell you how about the how you've been violating my covenant by spilling seed. You living in like a heathen. He will show you and gather you in. So it's a very, very beautiful thing to know. And then the next thing he wants to do, he's going to give you a technology of consciousness. He'll give you a technology of consciousness. He'll give you a technology of consciousness whereby you can pray to him and uh, have an expedient technology by which to connect to him every day. Because the world is not concerned about connecting to Hashem. The world is concerned about making money, connecting, doing the business of the day. But once you have been called into the kingdom of heaven, accepted the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, then Hashem himself will give you a technology while you may ascend rapidly. You may make a very rapid ascent. And I want to talk a little bit about that technology right now. You know, I want to do, I had something for you before I'm going. I want to, because I can get going. I have so many thoughts about what it is I want to give you. Sometimes I forget to give you something. So I'm going to pause right now before I talk about the Honorable Court prayer as a technology of consciousness and explain to you the effect of each line of this miracle prayer and the effect of different sequences with each in, in the line. But before, let me uh, lighten up a little bit and read a very uh, nice poem that I wrote for you. It's called The Ancient Hebrew, a poem by Dr. Yeshua Israel. As white is bright and blue is new, black is ancient, black is true. Black is the color of the ancient Hebrews. Bob Marley, Booker T. Washington, Marcus Garvey, Frederick Douglass, Paul Bogle too, were all remnants of the ancient Hebrews. Locked in the shackles of forgetfulness, he heard the cry, that most horrific tragedy of recorded time. They decimated you, they extinguished your identity, they obliterated your mind, put under a spell, a myth about hell, told by their boss, hoodoo, hoodwinked and bamboozled by Jesus on the cross, locked down in illusion, beset in confusion, and pulled in full public view, the entire world conspired against you. Your identity has been stolen, but you don't have a clue. You are the Holy Ones, the ancient Hebrews. If only you knew the ancient glories, the holy stories of antiquity are about you. Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov too, Sarah, Rebecca, Leah, all knew the God of Abraham, the first Hebrew. And he said to Abraham, Know with certainty that your descendants shall be strangers of the land that is not theirs, and they will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. Wake up, it's true. The descendants of Abraham, the descendants of Abraham, is a reference to you. Do you not yet see what is written in the prophecy? It's holy redemption, I'm blind no more. Higher consciousness opens heaven door. So sublime, it enlightened my mind. It's time to veto the Negro to accrue the reparations that are due. But you should know before you go what is real and what is true. Hmm. The so-called black man America is an ancient Hebrew. So Hebrew man with the Torah in your hand, rise up and proclaim the serenity of God's holy name. The heavens attest to your blessedness. Embrace and embrace your identity and discover the clues on your way home to Abraham Avinu, the first Hebrew. It's a nice prayer because we see, look and say, Lord, who am I? 
Who? What is it? The Hebrew. Go to the Torah. You're going to see my name for you. They've changed it. Some people who call themselves Yehudi, Jews, they say that fine. Though you are Hebrew because I thought I had to go to them. I said, oh, this is a mismatch. You say, fine. Now you know. Come and be. Let me give you one other poem I've written because it's very, very beautiful. It's called Trees. It's light. Trees. Trees are our teachers. If only we heed their wisdom. For unlike me, their existence is unencumbered by social mediocrity. And unlike us, they do not fuss, but trust the Creator's judgment to be what He intended. Trees are the objectifications of wisdom's immortal glory. Each in its own way tells a unique story. Trees are so incomprehensible the seed, the leaf, the fruit. Water the root to enjoy the fruit. The trees are the grandest of all that grow. Shimmering, silent, sap, high. The gates of my heart fly open each time I pass them by. As I mature, as I mature, I hope someday to be strong, graceful, and effulgent with the strength of an oak tree. Baruch Hashem. So this is a very beautiful time to see the tree. Tree being, what is the tree being? An evident of the creativity of God. God being the infinite source. Let's talk about that one that we talk about. One, I, I mean the one, the one, the only one, the all, the ocean. To think of God as the ocean and everything in creation being a fluctuation of that open that ocean that rises and falls. As it rises, it has a temporal identity like a wave. A wave flows up. Oh, look at that big wave. Then it falls back down on the infinite face of the ocean. This is the infinite being of creativity. This is the infinite being. This is this is the we say Shema Israel, Hashem Eloheinu, Hashem is a heart. We can't know Hashem. You see? We can have some appreciation for the understanding and have a relation with him through the technology that he gives us, which is the Aleph Bet, the Hebrew words. Hmm? Final poem, and then I'll move on to something a little bit more substantive. The being, this is about Hashem. Summer rains, morning dew, and rainbows too are all expressions of the infinite being that is you. Being. The being all around in the sky and on the ground, never not being somewhere. You are the essence of the breath that I take, the taste of the cake that I bake, or the song that I want to make with no mistake. Being is there anywhere you cannot be found, playing and displaying your genius all around, giving of yourself to yourself in the shadow world where perceptions are dull owing to pride, lust, and distrust. The two-step maintain process of life, the cycle of the universe, rest and activity, concealment and revelation, descent for ascent are the dynamics that structure creation. Being, oh, it's so beautiful, understanding of the infinite being, the creative intelligence that is one, that is the G-O-D, that is the generator, the organizer, the dispenser that is manifest himself with characteristic laws to a specific people and nation who will be kings of that nation because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, for we are all brothers, 
Now, for me coming, I don't mean this is some type of privilege, arrogance that I see about I'm a chosen son of God, I'm an arrogance, and I love you if you are a member of my ethnic group. That's wrong. For me, the Hebrew is I am the expression of the light of God. I am the priest of God. I am the light of this world to love the world. And when the world sees me, they see the expression of the Yehudim, which is why they would say in Zachariah 8.23, we want to go with you. But as time, sometimes you see people say, I don't want to go with them. So we now need to see the house of Israel flowering to resurrect ourselves as we're being resurrected from the dead to change our behavior, to enlighten our mind so that we become more like Hashem, more like our father. The wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet, you can write this down as a reference, Rabbi Michael L. Monk. It's a beautiful book, The Wisdom in the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Michael L-M-U-N-K, published by Art Scroll Misora Publication. Oh, the rabbi developed and proves a profound thesis. The alphabet, when correctly understood, is a primer for life, ethical conduct, religious guidance, religious guidance, insights, everything nestled down into the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. We're going to continue to talk to you more and more and more about what Hashem is doing and encourage you to open your heart and to pray to Hashem. and Ask Hashem to deliver you more and more and more from the secular world into the kingdom of his light to taste the world to come and make the prayer. We greet you as we leave you now in the Hebrew language. Shalom. Oh, 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 oh,